When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, you filthy animals, to the 38th episode of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Seaford. With me, as always, is Brandon, the Machine H. <coughs> I think I got the black lung, Paul. <coughs> oh, you're gonna have the black lung after today's show, because we got some... Stuff to talk about. Stuff. S T U F. You got that right. Uh, because we we're gonna go over some dirty, dirty things, you know, in, in the Star Wars universe. I don't. I I tried to make it fit with the black one. Didn't work out too well. But uh, but here we are. We're back. It's been a it's been a been a week or so. Glad to be here. Um, got a lot to go over today. We're going to talk about uh, some trailers. We had the Mummy trailer drop, uh, Transformers, uh, Baywatch, Guardians of Galaxy 2. Uh, we have some DC news to DC talk about. News. Like I said, Rogue One slash Star Wars news and a whole lot more. So sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. What should we go over first, Brandon? Um, the stocks? <laughs> I think the stocks are at an all-time high right now. Yes, the the stocks are high, my friends. It is time to buy high on BO box office. office. Wow, you got me. There I for know. A second. I know. I, I saw was, your face. I mean, I put the. I'm pretty sure I put deodorant on. Today. I, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to smell right now. Getting over a little bit of a cold, but uh, but but I digress. But it, I think we need to buy high on Moana. Moana, oh, the Moana. new animated film from Disney, okay. came in at number one in the box office this week because that's what we're going over right now is the box office results from December second to the fourth. So Moana came in at number one. Okay. What do you know? A Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. If you smell what the Rock is cooking, well, we all are smelling what you're cooking, Rock, and it's called box office success. <laughs> Way to go, friend. Oh, yes. Number two, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, 18.1 million. Number three, Arrival, 7.2 million. Number four, Allied with 7 million. And rounding out the top five is Doctor Strange with 6.6 I like it. million. I like it. Yep, fifth week, and yeah, it's still still in the top five there. That's good to see. It's made two hundred and fifteen million over uh, domestically uh, in its run so far on a hundred and sixty-five million dollar budget. Not too shabby. Um, Arrival was number five last week, jumped up to number three, so that's interesting to see. But uh, but yeah, obviously, the trend lately, animated film number one. Um. But that is the box office results, but we're going to talk about some movie news before we get into some of the, the trailers. Can I just throw a t- quick little yes, tidbit in there? please I do. I don't know. This Doctor Strange, man. Uh, they've done a couple of things in the Marvel Universe. Uh, they just surpassed Iron Man 2, uh, Iron Man 2 wor- Worldwide Box Office, and they're actually knocking on the door to surpass Thor. And uh, we'll see if they can catch up to Captain America Winter Soldier. So Thor is at $644 million. Uh they're at 419, so it's very possible they can still catch up. Uh, the Civil War is a little bit of a stretch, I think, but... Yeah, yeah, I can't see them hitting the Civil War mark, but yeah, I, I could definitely see them surpassing uh, uh, Thor. But yeah, it's it's doing very well, uh, as most Marvel movies do. Um, yeah, our next... We don't have a comic book movie until, until March with Logan, and then not a MCU movie until uh, uh, May... Guardians 2. Mm. So, got a little bit uh, of time before that happens, but can't wait to talk about that. But we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer a little later on. But uh, what do we got first in uh, regards to 
movie news. Well, my friend, getting a hot little rumor that's going around the internet, and that rumor has to do with Army Hammer. Um, for those that don't know, he was on the ca- uh, cast of the movie The Man from Uncle, which had Henry Cavell, where they played spies opposite of each other. Uh, the latest rumor is that he has joined the DC Cinematic Universe. And uh, why we're getting this conclusion? Well, one of the big trends and things that seem to happen whenever anybody joins uh, a DC movie, Twitter accounts, they all start following each other. The uh, Jeff Johns, the directors, other actors always seem to follow each other as soon as they join on the cast. So we can see that Jeff Johns started following him as well as, I hate saying this name, Joe May- Ma- Manganello. Thank you, Joe Manganello. They all sort of fall on each other. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, you can take it with a grain of salt, but it has been pretty accurate thus far uh, when that trend happens. So, which brings me to the next point. Uh, originally, he was casted to play Batman in the Justice League movie before, Justice right. League Mortal. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on who he could be playing? Is it for Batman? Obviously, uh, Deathstroke has nothing to do with really... Well, I guess he is Justice League and technically for a little bit, but so who do you think he's playing? I mean, the, the rumor is a Green Lantern. Yeah, I mean that's that would be my best guess. I would assume he would be, you know, one of the, you know, he he his name's big enough, I think, to be be a front runner for a, a big superhero like that at this point. Uh, I mean, he wasn't only an uncle. Obviously, he was in the. Uh, Lone Ranger, which I know isn't uh, it doesn't help his uh, credibility, but he was also in uh, Social Network, uh, playing the twins in that. Uh, he's he's been quite a lot. I I I, I like him, but uh, but yeah, I could see him playing Green Lantern. Um, yeah, if you're going down villain, I mean maybe uh, Riddler, um, okay. something like that. But yeah, I mean, so the only basis, I mean, the only legs this story has is just they're following each other on Twitter. Yeah, but so far that's been pretty yeah. accurate in, uh, on getting people like like Joe Maggot. He sort of, they sort of found him on Twitter before it became officially right. announced. And yeah. there was another actor that the same thing happened. Well, speaking of Lone Ranger, did you hear Forbes came out with their most overpaid actors? Yeah. Johnny Depp, number one, twenty million a pop. They wow. said, "Nope, not good enough." Not so, so much. Yeah, man. Good job, Johnny Depp. Hey, I can't hate, man. I wish I had twenty million dollars a paycheck. That'd be <laughs> That's great. so funny because uh, I was just asked uh, today who I think the most un- uh, overrated actor is, and I said Johnny Depp. Crazy that you brought that up. I had no idea you were going to be talking about this, and it is insane that you brought that up. I cannot believe it. Well, you I know, am, great I am minds just... think either. Like... <laughs> man, oh man. Man, oh man. But, I mean, do, do you see him playing Green Lantern? I mean, is that who you I could think? see him playing a Green Lantern, absolutely. Um, you know, I was thinking of other routes. If he's going to be in, you know, more Batman film, who would he be? Could he be a Jason Todd? A.K.A. Mm-hmm. Red Hood. Yeah. I mean, Riddler, he's got to look to be Riddler. I mean, I, he's kind of a physical person. He's a, he's a bigger guy, so right. I wouldn't see him taking on a role of a like a chump or anything like that, so I don't know. But I could definitely see him doing a Green Lantern and carrying a movie on his own. Obviously, he's had interaction with Warner Brothers before. They had enough faith in him to cast him as Batman before, which would have been a marquee character for that right. movie. So, yes, I could see him being easily being Green Lantern. Yeah, I, I could see that as well. And they're following him on Twitter, so it's got to be true. Um, what uh, what else we got? Well, so ooh, you kind of threw me a little sideball. Um, we have John Favreau. You did it. Good job. Confirms he will direct <laughs> the Juggle Book 2 and the Lion King back to back. Well... This is interesting because we know what happened uh, with him when he filmed Iron Man and Iron Man 2 pretty much back-to-back. It burnt him out. Uh, he didn't really want anything to do with the franchise after that, per se, filming movies back-to-back. Right. So I was just going to be curious to see how this is going to go this time around. Um, I mean, you've already had a bad experience once. Why would you do it again? I don't know. Money. Uh, it's the same concept, a lot of three, 3D animation, that kind of stuff. Not necessarily maybe with physical actors. A lot of like computer generation right. and all that stuff, so it might be a little bit easier. But I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I wish Lion King was coming out before Jungle Book too. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I agree. Because it's just, it almost seems like we're gonna get these movies mixed up. I mean, if it's just gonna be CGI animals, it'll be yeah. 
I think, very easy to get them mixed up. Maybe the crossover. Lion King, Jungle Book. That is The crossover. That is a thought. You know, it's funny. I was reading something on Twitter today. I believe there's going to be 14 active Disney remake real-life movies coming (laughs) out in the future. 14. 14 titles, and I can't think of everything off the top of my head, but... And then they're going to make animated remakes of the live-action remakes. Let's, you never let's know. make a you remake of a remake of a remake you of a remake. Know. But but uh, him being burnt out with the whole Iron Man thing, I think this is totally different because, I mean, the majority of his job as a director is basically done in one room. I mean, you got the voice actors. He just has to show up in that one room a lot of the time. Uh, in the editing room, you know, when they're you know performing the different shots, uh, things like that, it just... It's it's all just in one one place. Whereas Iron Man, they, they did certain shots on location. They had to go to several different places. So I could see getting burnt out with that. But this this is a little different. This is more like not to compare it to an office job, but it's it's more along those lines than your average action flick. Completely random question: Does James Earl Jones have to come back? <laughs> Does he have to voice? Mufasa. No, because... Who would you pick, then? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I, <laughs> honestly, I think the new voice guy, especially when we're going to talk about this Transformers trailer, and again, back to Westworld, Anthony Hopkins. He he, he is the new Morgan Freeman to me. Not I mean, he's, he's not new. He think he's even been around longer than uh, Morgan Freeman. But... In terms of voice, I mean, they did a lot of voiceover stuff in um, in Westworld, and you know, not voiceover, but basically his voice would be over certain scenes, um, especially the last episode. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, and then this trailer with Transformers, just his voice alone, just uh, just he's he he's very captivating. He's easy to listen to. I could see Anthony Hopkins as the new Mufasa. Interesting. That's not a bad choice either. I can't really knock on that. I know. I know. You know, I might have a short-sighted mind right now because I I got that on the brain. But uh, I'm telling you, Anthony Hopkins, I think, would be a great choice. I mean, if not for Mufasa, you know, maybe even, you know, Scar, um, any of the voices, really. Who, who, I mean, who would you have thought of? Honestly, I haven't thought of anybody. You just asked it. You you just wanted answers. I just asked it, and I needed an answer, and you gave it to me. And I have nothing to give back. As always. I know. Story of my life. But we got, speaking of, so let's just jump into the Transformers trailer, right? I mean, we were just talking about it. Or did you have another news story? No, that was that was it. All right. So, Transformers trailer. Transformers trailer. How, how, what have you thought of the Transformers franchise as a whole? Uh, first movie, still my favorite. Absolutely my favorite one. Um... And it just kind of got a little step down each time. Uh, there's only so, so much you can do with different storylines. Uh, glad they had a little change up of characters, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't really. That's me trying to put my words together I and gotcha. come up with a concept. Very good. Um, no, I mean I, I should have probably had watched these before we talked about it. The first one's still my favorite. Second one. You know, you know what you're, you just know what you're gonna get in the Transformers movie. Let's put it that way. Right. There's gonna be lots of explosions, lots of hot girls that they zoom up on for no reason. She'll be like sharpening the pencil. Michael Bay will decide to just zoom up on her while she's sharpening the pencil. So you're gonna get that. Um, a character struggle hero. It's the, pretty much the same outline for everything. Yep. It's pretty much predictable. I'll tell you what though, was this last trailer. I had a weird feeling inside. There was a disturbance in the force. <laughs> and I'm actually somewhat intrigued and a little excited to see some more. Okay. You don't say. Well, I think a lot of that contributes to... Who are we just talking about? Anthony Hopkins. It starts with his voice. You, you took it right off my notes. I hate you. All right, go ahead. No, no, continue no, no. with... You. <laughs> no, no, you can't. I'm sorry. I don't want to say Because uh, I'm, I'm not... 
big in it. I wasn't big into Transformers, the TV show, the cartoon. I'm not big into these movies. I, I saw the first one, parts of the rest. Um, so I really don't have anything to go off of. I will say, I mean, the trailers always seem really cool. It's just the movies don't seem to play out the same way. I heard even, to, uh, or, you know, on my own thoughts on uh, the, the last one, what was it? Uh, Extinction, uh, Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction, yeah, I believe. That trailer looked cool, but I heard the movie was just garbage. Um, and same with this. I mean, it looks really cool. And we finally got some context into the uh, the whole, you know, in this latest trailer, uh, what the last night, Transformers the last night, uh, it basically it starts off with Anthony Hopkins doing a little voiceover, uh, just basically saying how, you know, it's two species that have been at war with each other. Um, and then it kind of gives glimpses of past events. And you see that uh, that image we first saw of the Nazis, uh, the Nazi symbol uh, over um, Winston Churchill's house right remember 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 mm, yeah, when we talked I, about yes, that i do remember when we talked so about it that. seems like that would be like an event that happened in the past in the movie because it looks like they were going through past events um so we get some more context into that but yeah just like i said his voice and just the the cool action shots uh some emotion with it it looks like optimus prime kills bumblebee in ah! it. you can discuss your feelings on that i'm just yeah, letting no. people know who haven't seen the trailer you know yeah it was uh Definitely a lot of talking cool. about. So yeah, go ahead and talk about the trailer. Sorry, it was a lot of cool visuals for sure. Uh, like you said, Anthony Hopkins narrates it, which sets the whole tone for the trailer. Uh, Anthony Hopkins has that distinctive voice that you recognize anywhere. Uh, goes into a line: two species at war, one flesh, one metal, and it starts just sh- uh, showing different shots. One shot to Optimus Prime looks like he's floating in space because in the last the last Transformers movie, he took off in the space to locate where they came from. So, apparently something happened. He's floating around in space, looks dead. Um, we see a bunch of different cool shots. We see Mark Wahlberg, hero from the last movie. We see Josh Dumel, hero from the first two movies. Um, looks like they link up together. They film a scene together. Um, and then, like you said, which was kind of the shocker, Optimus Prime fighting Bumblebee. Yep. And the closing shot was, it looks like, Optimus Prime is apologizing and about to kill Bumblebee. So yeah. that's how the trailer ended. So it was pretty intense. It was, it was a cool trailer. Uh, what at the old appetite? Like a little ballerina dance in their treasure box. I don't know how any of that relates to anything you just said, but congratulations. 7.5. I would give the trailer. Oh, Ballerina yeah. box spins on its head. Rating the trailer. Okay. I'll give it a 6.5 uh, just because I'm not big into this franchise. It, it has me. I would see it just based on this trailer alone, not having any uh, you know predetermined thoughts on, on the or preconceived notions on how the franchise is as a whole. I would see this movie if it were you know the first transformer movie coming out um but yeah i liked that emotion uh, i never really in any of the trailers or even the first movie really felt any sort of emotion with these cgi robots but him saying i'm sorry and then what looks like he's killing bumblebee was pretty cool it was pretty pretty heavy I would say, and then I know there's a talks of a Bumblebee movie coming out, so I don't know if that'll lead oh. to things. Of okay. That. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. Thank you for for that. What what trailer do you want to talk about next? Thank you. Uh, we can talk about the Mummy trailer. Ooh. The Mummy trailer. What were your thoughts on that, sir? <sighs> okay. So here are my thoughts. We've been talking this new Universal Monster movie. We've been talking about this since pretty much day one of this podcast. It seems. Yep. Um, I've been real excited for it. I'm glad they were rebooting it and kind of making it this shared universe with the other monsters: Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Doctor uh, Jekyll, and Mister Hyde. 
I was going to say Dr. Hyde and Mr. Jekyll. Isn't that crazy how I almost did opposite? Yeah, I like to play on words. That's funny that I almost did opposite. <laughs> so I've been very intrigued by this Universal Monsters concept and everything like that. Uh, the trailer uh, doesn't have me uh, any more excited. It might have me a little less excited. Um the only thing I'm excited for is Tom Cruise. I've been on a huge Tom Cruise kick lately. Um, and so seeing him in a trailer again, it's like, yes, a new Tom Cruise movie. Um, but other than that, ugh, I don't know. Because I, I was actually a big fan of the Brendan Fraser uh, mummy, the first one. Yeah. Obviously not the second one and the expand, you know, the Scorpion King, all that. The first mummy with Brendan Fraser, I really enjoyed. Um, you talking about the Scorpion King? Why not put Dwayne Johnson on the map? I don't, I, I honestly, I don't think there's a show that goes by where we don't talk about Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Um, the rock. I don't think I've ever called him just Dwayne Johnson either on the show. I think I always say either the rock or Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I think I just call him Dwayne Johnson with no rock. Really? I think so. You always do? I'm not, no, no, I'm saying just on... This, no, I no. know that's what people call him now, but I, for some reason, I just, my brain just always says The Rock. It has to, because that's who he is. And that's what we care about. And that's who we are. Um, Optimus Prime. But The Mummy. I really liked Brendan Fraser in this trailer. Oh, wait, no, that was that was 1999, I believe. Um, but, I, okay, so it starts off with Tom Cruise in a plane. He sees the uh, tomb, which we don't know what it is because it's the beginning of the trailer, beginning of the movie, so we don't know what it is. But it's the mummy in the trailer. The the whatever they're, We don't know why they're transporting it in this plane. I don't know um, what's going on there. Eventually, the plane crashes. Everyone gets out except Tom Cruise. And then, boom, we see a room full of body bags. And then, all of a sudden, Tom Cruise pops up and uh, unzips the body bag and is super surprised that he doesn't have a scratch on him. Uh, we then see that the mummy is a female, uh, which, you know, no big deal. Whatever. Cool. Little spin on it. We get a glimpse of uh, uh, Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. He does a little voiceover at the beginning, too. I can see him doing a voice like in Lion King or, or Jungle Book or something like that uh, on a side note. Um, but I don't know. Just nothing in this trailer was like, oh, my God, this looks so awesome. It just was just like a generic sci-fi action movie. Didn't feel like a universal monster movie. You know, this... this uh, universe they're trying to build because they even i think he even says in the um trailer like when gods and monsters uh he says something along the effect of them basically combining or or whatever but bottom line this trailer was disappointing to me what did you think of the mummy trip well i can't say i was disappointed um i think maybe my expectations were a little bit lower so when i saw the trailer okay it kind of evened out um Pretty much like you said, Tom Cruise on the plane, plane crashes. He apparently didn't die on the plane, even though his body's in the body bag. Got our first look at the female uh, mummy. She has four pupils, two in each eye, which was a pretty cool look. Uh, like you said, Russell Crowe, we get a look at him, which is going to get his own spinoff eventually with with uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And a lot of cool action shots. I mean, that's uh, pretty much that's what they do to sell trailers these days, action shots. So... Um, basic generic trailer. I mean, you, you just had enough to get the premise of what the movie's going to be about, obviously. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how much they're going to try setting up other movies. Are we going to get a lot of name drops of other right. monsters? Is there going to be a map with locations where you're like, oh, that's where Frankenstein lives. That's where this person lives. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they build this franchise. Uh, got a lot of positive reviews. A lot of people I talked to that watched the trailer were pretty excited about it, so... We'll see how that translates into the box office when, once it gets released. Absolutely, because I mean, you were you you've been excited for this new franchise. I mean, are are you more excited to see the movie now? Just about the same, less excited? Um, probably a little bit more. I'm not saying I'm like ready to do a backflip, but definitely a little bit more after seeing the trailer. So yeah, this is one of the first things I I said. Well, let's let's see a trailer. I'm excited, but let's see a trailer, and we saw a trailer, and. Unfortunately, I'm not as excited about it. Um, obviously, still have hope for the 
franchise and hope for you know what it can do and i i still believe in it it's just this movie's got me a little less excited um i don't think it was a very good trailer but we'll see when we get a more of a full-length trailer different shots things like that more of what the movie's actually going to be about like what is actually happening because we didn't really get much of that which is you know typical with just a teaser trailer but but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens when we see another trailer. I would give that trailer about a five, just on my excitement alone for it. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I see your score written down already. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why do you inform the people? I just gave it a seven point five. Oh, just like the Transformers you know. trailer. Okay. You know, to each his own. To each his own. You're wrong, but to each his own. To each his own. I mean, a five, I mean, that's like you putting your finger in a pencil sharpener and uh, wondering if it's going to get your finger chopped off. But it's cool, though. I'm not a judge. I don't judge. Yeah. I don't judge. That doesn't sound like it at all. Thank you for that. What would you think of the next trailer we are going to speak about? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Remember we referenced that earlier on in the show? No. Speaking of referencing it early on in the show... We have Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer to talk about. Um, why don't you let the folks know what you thought about it? Well, my friends, big opening action sequence to start off the trailer. Very excited to see that. And it turns around into a little conversation with Rocket Raccoon and... <laughs> Baby Groot. Okay. It was very touching and cute. <laughs> very touching and cute. Uh, brought a little tear to my eye. Nice little funny exchange between them. Uh, basically, he is trying to instruct Groot not to press the button. And Groot keeps wanting to say, and Groot keeps wanting to push the button. So it's a nice little exchange back and forth between them about pushing the button, not pushing the button. Um, and that cuts away into... Um, more action sequences. Uh, we eventually see Groot take the bomb and run with it away from Rocket Raccoon. Uh, a lot of action sequences. Uh, and, and, you know, just a lot of comedy. At the end of the trailer, towards the end, you had Mantis, which is a new character. Uh, she's able to read people's minds. Uh, she grabs Star-Lord and she says, uh, You have sexual feelings for someone in this room. And then they pretty much everybody knows it's Gamora. And Drax absolutely loses it. He's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. she told your deepest, darkest secret. And uh, it was just the way the exchange was was so hilarious. And he's like, do me, yeah. do me. So, yeah. Um, okay, so you, so you liked the trailer, yes, it sounds did. like. I did like the trailer. Um, dude, what is Marvel thinking? Like, what is this? What age? Like, nah, that, this trailer was great. I love this trailer. I didn't this, know where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, I uh, I wanted you to be like, oh, but you didn't bite. You didn't bite. I wanted you go ahead and do it. Go, oh, okay. Um, yeah, this trailer was great. Uh, oh. Obviously, we saw some of the same action sequence we saw in that first quick te- teaser trailer, but then, yeah, it jumps into Rocket with Baby Groot. We see Baby Groot. He's saying, Baby basically, Groot. do not mess with this bomb. It's going to blow the whole planet up or whatever he says and Groot you know seems like he's still gonna push the button cause he's you know cute like you said he's he's sweet and cute right was that the sweet phrase you used and cute <laughs> like a sour patch kid yeah oh he does look like a sour patch kid the except, old... except made out of wood <laughs> yeah you don't want to eat this sour patch kid he won't be very sour or sweet uh, well, he no, he'll be sweet. He'll be sweet. Not very sour, though, uh, and very splintery. But, yeah, I mean, you basically, you, you ran down the trailer. This trailer was great. Uh, I think it's going to be better than the first one, which is saying a lot because I loved the first one. Um, yeah, Baby Groot just saying, I am Groot in, in, instead of in a deep voice. It's in a high-pitched voice because he's little. And he's a baby. Just a baby. Um, just, baby. I love the dynamic with Groot and Rocket in it. I love the scene with Drax and, and Star-Lord. Um, it's going to have the right mix of comedy and action, uh, just like the first one. It just was a fun, fun trailer. And I just think it's going to be a fun movie. I give this trailer a 9.5. 
9.5 out of 10. Don't give me that look, mister. I gave Mummy 7.5 and Transformers 7.5. Okay, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah. Or let me give this a negative 4. Uh, probably <laughs> shocks. I gave it an 8. An 8. An 8. 4 plus 4 gets you an 8. 7 plus 1 gets you an 8. I was taking a drink, and he couldn't think of a better thing to fill in the time than just say the number 8 over and over. Yes. Okay, an 8. That's a fair score. I, I'm fine with that. It's just I, I rate it a little higher. I'm just, I was thoroughly impressed with this trailer, thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched it several times, and I just, I, I, I if the movie is half as good as this trailer, I would be happy because then it would be about a, uh, about a 4.8, you know, if my math serves me correctly, or ish, 4.75 ish, because half of, half of 9.5, uh, you see what I'm doing? Okay. Half, I think half of 9.5. Uh, would be about a four point eight, okay. ish. Yeah. So if it, that you see what I did, because I said half. I see what you did. If the movie is half as good as the trailer is, and according to me, the trailer was a nine point five. So you see what I did there. What about uh, the little Spider-Man trailer we got? It wasn't really a trailer. It was a little teaser. Um, little teaser. We record the show on uh, Thursday nights. It's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel uh, tonight, so in an hour or two. So we didn't get to see the full trailer. Didn't get but to they, see it. Uh, nowadays, they release teasers, teasers to the teaser trailer. Teaser trailers. So we did get a little clip. Absolutely. Of Spider-Man Spider <laughs> Homecoming. The new film. The new film. Of Marvel mm -hmm. uh, slash Sony that comes out in July of 2017. 2017. What did you think about the little clip clippages we got? The little clippages that we had. First person view. Uh, looks like you're looking through the eyes of Mr. Pita Parker. And um, obviously it ruins uh, Hogan's, Happy Hogan's cameo, which was John Farver. Uh, returning to the role of him, um, he's handing him a box and said, "What are you doing? Why don't you? Why don't you put the suit on?" He said, "What suit? The one that Mister... What does he call him? Mister Stark? Mister Mister S? Something along those lines." And he's just looking at it. Next thing you know, he's jumping out of a window, and bam! Modification to the suit. He's got spider web wings that can help him glide, and that's pretty much how the trailer ended. So did it get you excited? Uh, yeah, I was a little excited. Anything Marvel, I'm pretty good with. And uh, for being 17 seconds, it was good enough for me. I want to see more. Cool. Good, cool story, Hansel. I brought it back. I brought it back. You said, uh, I'm thinking I'm getting the black lung pop. Was was from the 2001 film Zoolander, in which uh, Derek Zoolander is a model. Uh, played by Ben Stiller. Uh, at one point in the film, he says, I think I'm getting the black lung pop. Uh, also in that movie, uh, there's a quote that says, cool story, Hansel. And that's what I just referred to. But yeah, this little Spider-Man teaser to the teaser, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed. When they, you know, if you think you're getting a teaser to a teaser film, you know, you think, who, who who's the first character you're going to see? Who's the first character you're going to see in this clip? Who are they going to flash to? Uh, may, probably Spider-Man. Uh, maybe Aunt May. You know, maybe uh, Mary Jane, which I don't know if she's even in yeah. this movie. But Yeah, uh, now we're getting rumors on that one. You know, maybe uh, Jonah. Uh, what's his name? Jam uh, Jameson. Jonah Jameson. You know. But no, we see Happy from the Iron Man films, played by John Favreau. Which I thought was a great touch. Obviously, you know, you can see he's basically Spider-Man's holding a camera of some sort and it's aimed at Happy, like you said. Uh, and then he turns it on himself and is talking to Tony. So obviously it seems like it's a video for Tony. And yeah, this 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 little... Again, we're not even talking about the trailer here, so we're not even going to rate it. I just... It, it got me super excited for the film. Gave me hope in the film. I think it's going to have a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of comedy, but... Uh, 
not, and it doesn't seem like it's going to take itself too serious, uh, which is good because I think that was kind of the fault of uh, Amazing Spider-Man, especially the second one. Just it was almost too serious. Um, so I think this one will be a lot more on the fun side. So I can't wait to see the, the trailer later on tonight. I'll tell you that much, my friend. I completely agree with you. You seem very enthusiastic and it's, about uh, it. I'm a merman. <laughs> merman. What's the score of the match, Pa? It's a dance off. A jitterbug. Orange mocha frappuccinos. Let's just do this the rest of the show. Just quote. Okay, it starts with Derek Zoolander. Actually, was there one more? Baywatch trailer. Let's talk about Baywatch. Let's talk about Baywatch. Did you watch? Did you watch? Brandon, did you? Had uh, knee surgery recently. Do you want to tell the folks how your knee is doing? Uh, it's still attached to me. Yeah. Are the meds kicking in right now? Probably. Okay. Okay. So there we go, folks. There you go. I just wanted to give folks. Hey, an I'm idea here. Of what's I'm going here. On. Hey, you're Through here. Pain, you're here, and we haven't suffering. been here in a couple weeks. I'm here because confession time, folks. Last uh, show. Guess what? That was filmed the week before. Because we did two shows in one week. Oh, you little trickster. <laughs> Why would you tell the folks that? My God. I know. I know. It's such He's a big. such a snort Ooh. of cocaine per user. <laughs> That's me. Um, but yeah, the new Baywatch trailer, the new film w- with. I wouldn't even call it a film. Let's call it a movie. Um, Zach Efron, Dwayne The Rock Johnson are basically doing a uh, film on Baywatch. It's not. It's It's a comedy. Kind of poking fun at at uh, at it. Um, I think this movie's gonna suck. Uh, to be honest, the trailer. I don't know if I laughed at all. Um, it starts off with Dwayne the Rock Johnson saving someone out of a f- uh, burning boat. Um, him and Zach Efron both make a couple jokes that didn't really land for me. Maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood when I first watched it. But this is probably good to go into this movie not liking the trailer because usually when that happens, I am thoroughly impressed. But uh, but this trailer didn't... I, sh- I shouldn't say this movie will suck or this trailer sucked. I just It didn't do much for me. Um Obviously, we'll see what happens when the next trailer comes out. There were a couple lines here and there that were humorous, and I could see that would have potential. It just, I don't know if Dwayne and, and Zach Efron uh, have that much chemistry, but that, I don't know. Am I just being a sourpuss right now, Brandon? What do you think about it? I think I completely... Wake up. Completely Whee! disagree with you. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um... I thought the trailers had some funny parts in it. Yes, it's your typical comedy that you're going to get in those kind of movies. You're dealing with two of the freaking jackedest dudes in Hollywood. Um, I love how they throw the the tribute back to the old Baywatch with them running on the beach super slow. And the music kind of playing in the background. Obviously, it has a feel to me of like a 21 Jump Street movie. Uh, That's that's what I would compare it to just from the trailer. It's a 21 Jump Street. Same kind of-esque uh, thing where we know the storyline, they're gonna do their own uh, little twerks to it and tweaks. Obviously, what the 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 premise what we got out of it, Zach Efron's a two time gold medalist. Baywatch is kind of not getting budgeted, so they said, why don't you hire this Olympic medalist to help spruce stuff up, stuff spruce things up around there, and um, that's when all the fun starts, you know. And there's a funny part where The Rock and Zach Efron are having a little exchange about whether to investigate something. And The Rock's like, yeah, my, my balls are telling me. <laughs> and then Zach Efron's like, well, my, my young balls are saying, don't do that. He goes, well, why are you talking like that? That's all my balls. Do. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, that, um, that I did chuckle at. I will, I will So say there's going to be some funny stuff in there. I mean, yeah. they'll probably have a couple of dramatic minutes. You know, there's a part where uh, he comes in the report for shift and she's like, are you looking at my boobs? And he's like, no. And she's like, you still are. And he's like, well, they're pretty close to your face. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's going to be that. It's like I said, it's going to be that kind of comedy from like 21 Jump Street, those kind of movies. 
but uh yeah yeah like when the one girl's running in slow motion and the kid's like uh or the girl's like is she is she running in slow motion and the kid's like you see that too so that was pretty funny too um but yeah i mean it, I, I the trailer didn't do much for me like i said I'm sure there will be humorous parts of it. I, like with uh, to go, you know, in a more recent uh, experience, Keanu. I wasn't excited for that at all. Uh, trailers didn't do much for me, but once I fi- saw the film, pleasantly surprised and thoroughly enjoyed the movie. So, uh, so yeah, you never know. With comedies. comedies. I think comedies are hard to to, to predict just off a trailer because there's some trailers that it's you know it's the trailers are hilarious movie ends up sucking some trailers where it's like like this where it doesn't do much for you movie is great so you never know um well how would you rate this trailer stop drinking grandpa's little cough medicine i'm trying uh well i had the sheet down i think i'll just give it a seven i don't i didn't bring the sheet with what i had for written down for it okay yeah i give it a six so a little better than than uh the mummy you happy yeah. You, you happy? Okay, great. Don't base your judgment off of me. Okay, so now we're going to get into some Star Wars news, our far, far away news segment. Because um, Rogue One, Brandon, a, a Star Wars story, the first ever spin-off Star Wars movie, comes out one week from today. Yes. I cannot yes. believe it. Oh, it's um, been, been forever. I know, man. We were just talking about Force Awakens, it feels like. We were just, we were just talking, we're talking about, about Force Awakens. And we're still talking about it, because guess what? We're going to talk some Force Awakens today. Um, real quick before we get into it, though, it looks like, um, uh, you know, the new Christopher Nolan f- World War II film, Dunkirk. Isn't that released in the trailer before the movie? Yeah, but they're going to show like a seven-minute clip, it says, uh, beforehand. Is this only at the IMAX ones? Yeah, yeah, the IMAX ones. Uh, I'm not sure if it's at all uh, IMAX locations, but there is going to be a lot of IMAX locations that will have the first, or at least, I don't know, the first seven minutes, but seven minutes of uh, the film Dunkirk, uh, which obviously this is kind of a trend with uh, Christopher Nolan because Dark Knight, God you know, had it, that bro, sequence. I was going to say that to you. Sorry. Uh, and I think the, he did it with Dark Knight Rises as well. Um, and now, again, he's doing it with Dunkirk, so I think that's real cool. So definitely, if you're going to check out Rogue One, if, you wanna, if you're want to, if you interested in Christopher Nolan films and are excited for that as well, definitely see it in IMAX. I'm sure it'll be a treat because you're seeing Star Wars in IMAX too, so that's that's pretty sweet. I will say that. What, what were you going to say? No, I was oh. just agreeing with you. Though. Okay. Okay, sorry to take the words out of your mouth. I know you wanted to bear the the news that uh, Dark Knight did that as well. Um, so, uh, some Star Wars news. Obviously, want to get you guys excited for this movie. Again, it's only a week away, guys. A week away. So, Rogue One, uh, earlier on... Uh, week or two ago released a tv spot that showed some behind the scenes footage and in that behind the scenes footage it showed a guy kind of testing out a a new costume for the movie and you see him in a room with other props and things well the wonderful world uh, that we live in we got lots of people on the internet who analyze every single shot and every single frame uh, that is released for any sort of entertainment or or anything really. I mean, you could they they probably take security cameras from uh, your local convenience store that everything boring happens in, and they could find something in it. Um, but I digress. Um, in this one certain clip, again, there's props everywhere, and one is uh, looks like a model of a certain character. Uh, this do we need to do a spoiler alert? Yes, possible spoiler alert. It's possible spoiler alert here. So if you don't want uh, anything spoiled, I I, I wouldn't really consider it a spoiler, but just in case. Um, But it's way in the background, kind of out of focus, but they zoomed into it. It's a a statue, uh, a prop of a a human-looking figure um, with kind of a respirator over his nose and, and face. Uh, nose and mouth, um, 
no arms, no legs, shirt off. People are saying that that's Darth Vader without his suit, which if you look at uh, the images of when uh, in Revenge of the Sith with Ana- when Anakin gets uh, his arm chopped off and everything, I mean this this character, I mean it's it's at the exact same point his arm stops in Revenge of the Sith. Um, but basically, they're saying it's like this because remember that first trailer when we see this uh, cloaked figure walking up to what looks like a Bacta tank, which is the tank that Luke was in in, in uh, Empire Strikes Back when he's healing after he got you know attacked by that Wampa, the snow creature. Um, he's basically floating in a tank. It's basically used for medical purposes to, to, to help heal folks. Um, but... People are saying that it's Darth Vader in the Bafta tank that was in the first trailer that we haven't seen since that that first trailer. So people are thinking maybe it's cut out now. But, and there was two Imperial Guards next to the Bafta tank. So possibly it was Darth Vader in there all along. I mean, what's what are your thoughts on that? What what do you, What do you think? Just, yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, it would make sense if that was him. Um, be a cool little wrinkle to the story. I mean, it's something different. We haven't seen it yet. See how he recovered. I know, like, in Empire Strikes Back, you see him with the helmet getting pushed on his head when a chamber opens up. But it would be interesting to see how he lives a little bit outside the costume. Yeah, I mean, because if, if it is him, like, is this something he just has to temporarily do every so often? Uh, just to kind of heal his body and 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 things like that. Um, is it did something recently happen to him? Was he in a, at a battle where he did actually get injured and he's in there? Who knows? But I think that would be a real cool uh, way to show Darth Vader kind of out of the suit. And uh, I I I really like this concept. I I really hope it it plays out and and that is the case. If it's not, oh well. But uh, but I I. I think this story does have legs to it because that that prop in the background there, it's like a mannequin, you know, prop. I it it looks a lot like Darth Vader, uh, without the uh without the mask and, and armor. So we'll we'll see how that develops. Um another thing uh in the news is that Daisy Ridley uh recently in an interview said she assumed uh that her uh parentage who her parents were were already revealed in the force awakens um huh? yeah when asked uh if it felt good to get the secret off her te- chest she replied uh you know in regards to episode eight um uh she was saying i thought a lot was answered in the force awakens then after screening i went for a drink with my agent and everyone uh and everyone and we were chatting away and realized that oh in their minds it's not answered at all so she thought it was answered uh, who her parents were. I mean, obviously, I think the most popular theory is that she's Luke's daughter. And quite honestly, when I first walked out of the theater, when I first saw it, I did think I assumed she was Luke's daughter. But then watching it again, I was like, no, I don't think so. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that's that's very interesting that she would think that. But now there's, you know, theories going around. Ewan McGregor uh, did, actually came in to do the voice of Obi-Wan when uh, Daisy Ridley or Ray was having uh, her visions uh, after she touched the lightsaber. And Ewan McGregor actually voiced, um, you know, came in and used his voice and basically told Ray, this is your first steps or something like that. So a lot of people are saying that, they think she's, you know, hinting towards that, and maybe she's, uh, you know, uh, falls along the, lo- or don't know what the, lo- a, de- a descendant of Obi Wan. There we go. Um, so that would be very interesting. And this, uh, you know, person I follow on on uh, Collider video, Christian Harloff, he said he recently just saw the Star Wars Rebels episode um, that's going to premiere on Saturday, and. He's always said that uh, it's she's Luke's daughter, but after watching this most recent uh, episode of Rebels, he's ninety five percent sure, or you know, ninety five percent chance that she is a descendant of Obi Wan. So, don't know what's going to happen in that Rebels episode. Just thought that was very intriguing. Do you have any thoughts on this? 
I mean, there's not really much I can add on to it, yeah. but I do like that we're so close to these movies and we still don't have a clue what the heck is going on, which is great. I don't like to have stuff folded out in front of me where I can go. I go to the movie and know everything that's happening. I like to be surprises. I like to be surprised. I like to have surprises. That's why I'm completely okay with doing the guessing along with what's happening. So we can all be surprised when it comes out. So definitely, uh, I'm glad they're keeping it under wraps as good as they are. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it would be real exciting if she was a descendant of Obi-Wan. I think I'd like that better than her being Luke's daughter. I think that would be a better reveal uh, than her being Luke's daughter because if it's Luke's daughter, you know, it's just a long, you know, it's just going to be another parallel to Empire where Darth Vader's revealed to be Luke's father. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back, 1980 film, um but yeah, really intriguing. And then uh, another uh, Force Awakens slash Episode Eight news um, slash rumors is that uh, uh, looks like Supreme Leader Snoke, played by Andy Serkis, who we only saw as a hologram in Episode Seven, looks like there's actually a puppet made for him in Episode Eight, and there's actually going to be practical effects used for his character, and it's about a seven to eight foot uh, puppet. Um, so it looks like we're going to see him in person in episode eight, uh, which is cool. And it looks like they use CGI just for that hologram that we saw in force awakens. So that's, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. I think they'll do like CGI on his face. I assume, you know, just for, you know, uh, cause it's still going to be Andy circus, obviously doing it, but, uh, but yeah, I just thought that was an interesting quick little, uh, he's going to be busy that he's yeah. got, Black Panther, more than likely. He's got the, his own Jungle Book. Oh, Andy Serkis, yeah. Be a pretty busy guy. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, again, folks, one week away from Rogue One. Can't wait uh, for the movie. I just read the book uh, called Catalyst. Uh, it's a Rogue One uh, novel that just came out. It's basically a prequel to the movie. Um, it's a, basically just kind of gives you background on uh, Jin or so. Uh, her character, played by Felicity Jones, her father, uh, played by Mads Mikkelsen, gives you background on him and how he's involved in the Death Star and and all that. So I'm really excited to see you know that unfold. I think if you that was the book. The book is is great. Like I said, it it, it gives you. It, it, I think it'll just enhance the viewing experience for Rogue One for me because I'll have the background on Jin Urso, or on uh, Galen Urso, Jin's father, and, and Orson Krennic, who is the new Imperial bad guy uh, in this movie. You get to see, you know, how they're affiliated with each other. Um, you know how he got involved in the making of the Death Star weapon. It get, goes deep into kyber crystals, which are what power the Death Star's weapon, plus what power lightsabers. It gets into all that, so it just gives you a good background, and and again, will give you more insight into those characters. And I, it just, it's not going to ruin the movie for you. It'll just enhance the the viewing experience. Hmm. Okay, so. Definitely check that out if you can. All right. So, again, Rogue One, well, I'm going to review it next week, obviously, uh, and can't wait to talk more about it. Rogue One, one week, folks. Cannot wait. All right, Brandon. Oh, did you have? Oh, I thought we were going to do a little discussion on what we want to see in the movie. Oh, I'm so I I just I know you're tired, you know, I know you your knees bothering you, so I didn't want to rush. I didn't want to force that upon you, but I'm glad you brought it up. So what do you, what do you think's going to happen in the movie? Where what do you want to see? What do you think's going to happen? Go. Well, I want to see not too much, but not too little of Darth Vader. Uh I don't want the film to be oversaturated with him. Uh but yet I don't want him to only have two or three lines. You know, I want a decent quality, but not something that's just overbearing where you forget everybody else in the movie. Uh, would love to see some familiar characters or mention of them. Um, some cameos, some Easter eggs, past characters or events, you know, Han Solo's, Boba Fett's, etc., Princess Leia, any kind of mentions of them. Um, I want this to be more of a wartime movie uh, with a touch of Star Wars, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to see more of a war movie with good character interaction. While the Force and other things like that almost take a backseat. Um, my my next thing I would like to see in the movie is the heroes make the ultimate sacrifice. 
I would like to see a main character to die, if not all of them, uh, to make the sacrifice in order to validate the seriousness of the movie. Also, you know, we have the rumor that there's not going to be a sequel, so that makes perfectly good sense for majority of the cast to die, uh, getting the the plans of the Death Star to to the Rebels. And last but not least, a good old movie soundtrack. I just want to hear some good music while I'm watching it. Whenever there's a good action sequence, great music, and uh, things of that nature. That's pretty much what I'm hoping to see out of the movie. What about yourself? Oh, man. You you hit the nail on the head. A lot of what you said, obviously, I want to see as well. Um, yeah, just kind of deviating from the normal Star Wars movie. It seems like they can take more risks on it, and it could be a little different uh, from from normal Star Wars movies. Yeah, it's kind of fade away from the the force aspect of it and just yeah, get into, you know, the 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 military and the the just background on all the rebel alliance who aren't force users things like that. But yeah, like you said, want to see un- d- enough of Darth Vader where I'm satisfied but don't feel like he takes over the whole film um for me again reading the book catalyst i i want to see a certain character that was in that I, I i'm hoping he shows up um saw Gerrera is in the book he's played by forrest whitaker so I, i'm interested to see more of what his relationship is with you know the main characters of uh of that um I want to see something, you know, that ties into A New Hope. I want the ending to basically be the very beginning of A New Hope because you got to think that Leia is at least going to be mentioned um, or at least, you know, her message to Obi-Wan in A New Hope. You know, I don't know if they'll show or discuss anything about that because Bail Organa, who obviously Leia's father, who she references in her message to Obi-Wan, Bail Organa is played by Jimmy Smith. Who's in the movie. Yep, he's in the movie. He was obviously in Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones. Um, He's the only one that knows about Obi-Wan. So I I want there to be a little hint that he kind of mentions, like, you know, Hey, there, there's a guy out there like that can help us. You know, once they steal the plans and they know Darth Vader's on to them, um, definitely want to see characters die. <laughs> you know, not morbidly, but I, I think there has to be a sacrifice made. Uh, uh, you know, we did this for the greater good. It's still going to be a happy ending because again, they did this for the greater good. Um, my prediction for the last shot. Okay, you know how A New Hope starts with the Star Destroyer chasing that rebel ship and then eventually, you know, uh, capturing it. Um, And then Darth Vader boards that ship. The last shot is either going to be, or I want it to be, Darth Vader looking out the viewport of um, the Star Destroyer and basically looking at that rebel ship. And it's approaching big music build up and then boom, credits. Or... They capture the ship. We, we're seeing this all from the Star Destroyer's point of view. It captures the ship. We're only seeing the inside of the Star Destroyer. And then we see in A New Hope, Vader storms you know, the, the ship and with smoke all around. He storms the ship. I want to see the back of Vader. As soon as the door opens, Vader's about to enter the ship. Boom, credits. You know, basically show Vader all during that time when they're capturing that rebel ship. Show, have a panning shot of him walking to the door of the rebel ship. Door opens. Smoke. Fade to black. Or fade to credits. That's what I want to see. I think that, I think something along those lines directly related to A New Hope will happen. I just hope. I just hope. Yeah, that I mean, would be cool. That would. I mean, how else are you gonna end it? You know, I mean, it's got. It's got to have some sort of maybe some Guns and Roses. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> we got fun and games. <laughs> That's another option. I mean, it's different than the you know rest of the film, so maybe it'll have actual song, modern day songs. <laughs> you never Take know. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass <laughs> is green and the girls are pretty. <laughs> oh man, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Someone's got to dub over songs like that in Star Wars and and release that on YouTube. I think I think we're on to something there. 
All right, so we're going to do some cutting room floor. Brandon has some quick uh, news stories that happened throughout the last uh, week or so uh, that uh, we're not really going to discuss. Just want to let you guys know. So, Brandon, what do we got this week in cutting room floor? Well, this week, Amy Schumer has been cast in the Barbie movie. Yes, you heard me correct. Amy Schumer is the lead role in a Barbie movie. Apparently, the, the role happening with the story is she wakes up and realizes she does not fit in. She gets expelled from this land and journeys to the real world, where she discovers that being unique is an asset. Oh, well, awesome. we've talked about the Monster Universe for the whole entire year. Well, one of the things we talked about was Dracula Untold, possibly being the lead-off movie. Well, it has just been confirmed by Alex Kurtzman, who directed The Mummy, that it does not fit in the universe, not canon. So we can count that out. Dracula Untold, own movie, own thing. That's the time. Okay. Michael Bay, would he direct a Marvel or DC comic movie? That answer is no. <laughs> he would like to do his own universe building, a.k.a. Transformers. That's from scratch. He came up with that whole thing, made the movies. That's the kind of stuff he wants to get into. He, calls, he compares himself to a Steven Spielberg. Oh, egotistical prick. Well, splash, splash, splash. Talking to fish, we're going to be having to wait to see Aquaman as Warner Brothers has pushed the studio date back from July 27th, 2018 to October 5th, 2018. I said it's to 2018 of October. Oh, Vikings, Catherine Winnick. Uh, She has her eyes on the Black Canary role in the DC film universe. She looks like a good choice. She is Vin Diesel, while talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, talks about a possible spinoff with Grout and Rocket. Grout? Groot. What do I always say, Grout? <laughs> Groot and Rocket. Um, Grout. Grout, and, and we're going to get some caulk in there with some tile and some... I can't think of any other yeah. terms. That was caulk. C-A-U-L-K. Anyways. Yes, and he talks about Groot fighting the Hulk. That would be cool. That would be cool. And last but not least, Luke Cage officially renewed for a second season. So look for that after The Defenders, after Jessica Jones 2, after Punisher. We'll be getting Luke Cage. Yes, sir. And actually, some images were just released of the Defenders set. We got to see Daredevil and Jessica Jones together in uh, civilian clothing. But there you have it. All right. It is great to be back, folks. I'm glad to be talking movies again. Again, it's been a little bit, or it's been a week. We missed last week. Uh, so glad to be back. Uh, again, email us questions. I know uh, last show we were able to get to your questions finally, and that was a, a real fun show to go over. So, yes, yeah, send us questions to bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com or tweet us at blockbustercast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at bcord, and Brandon is at uh, bigpapabbcast. Um Again, thanks for all the support, guys, and subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and review us as well, and that would really help us a lot, and we appreciate everything you do. Um, I, I I saw um, Hacksaw Ridge uh, last night, which I thought was great, and one of the best war f- films I've seen in a long time, Mel Gibson is an amazing director, knows how to shoot accents, action scenes, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield is uh, definitely going to get a nomination for Best Actor. I gotta think. I mean, I haven't seen Silence yet, obviously, um, but uh, but yeah, he he did a phenomenal job in it. And Vince Vaughn actually did really well as well. <laughs> he he was one of the surprises at first. I was a little caught off guard. He's kind of a drill sergeant in it. Uh, he definitely provides comic relief, but at the same time, he, he does a good job in the serious parts of the film. It's it's pretty brutal. It's violent. Uh, so if you're squir- uh, squirmish, you know, definitely 
maybe not check out this movie, but it's a very good movie. I give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, and I'm working on my top 10 list of the year. Still have quite a few movies to see uh, before the year is up, but, uh, but that is so far in my top 10 list. Um, all right. So, again, that is our show. Uh, this week we have coming out Office Christmas Party, the new comedy with Jason Bateman, Jennifer Aniston, T.J. Miller. Uh, definitely going to be checking that out. Looks, looks real funny. Um, how do you think, uh, the top five will fall next week, Brandon? I'll take, uh... oh boy. Wow. I'll take Mona office Christmas party. Uh, fantastic beasts and where they roam or <laughs> travel something like that uh give me arrival and give me allied okay okay fantastic beast and where to find them um okay so i'm gonna go what are you doing uh, no i'm just I'm thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. So no competition again this week, folks. That's exactly what I have. So there you have it. We'll see if that's how the box office falls. I can't see how it wouldn't. The only difference I would make is Office Christmas Party over Moana, but I I don't see that happening. So again, I'm uh, I'm sticking with the same list Brandon just gave you. All right, folks. Again, that's our show. Brandon, do you have any final thoughts for these fine folks out there? Have a good night Aww, or a good day, whatever you listen to the show. This is so thoughtful. You have a great day. You have a good day. You had a bad day. You take a look around. You boop doop and you have a great day. And just let the folks know, as of now, you're you're possibly not going to be on the show next week. Correct. That is a possibility that I will not be here next week. Okay. So just be warned, folks. You might not get. Brandon, the machine, the big papa, the wonderful human being, Brandon. Uh, you might not get him next week, but I, I'm definitely going to be back next week with a guest uh, or without a guest. We'll see. And uh, I'll be reviewing Rogue One. Oh, I'm so excited. Cannot believe we're already we're already there, Brandon. We're there. It's here. All right, folks, that's our show. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast and email us at BBEntertainmentCast. <laughs> Is that all you got for us tonight, Ben? That's all I got. All right, folks, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in to Blockbuster Mentality for another great week of movie talk. All right, folks, grab your popcorn, grab your snacks. I'll catch you guys, we'll catch you guys at the movies. Bogo. Oh,